Welcome to the Empowered Speaking Show. Our next speaker is a woman that will inspire you to stop planning and get moving into action. I met Allie Pleiter a few years ago when I took her signature writing class. Best-selling international author Allie Pleiter honed her productivity skills in a world of popular fiction where she still releases four books a year. Her well-known chunky methods system trains writers of all kinds to formulate plans and meet deadlines tailored to their unique working style. To date, nearly 1.4 million Allie Pleiter books have been sold around the world. That's truly amazing. <laughs> and Allie is adding one more title to her career. Her title is President-Elect National Speakers Association, Illinois Chapter. That's right. And she'll tell us a little bit more about that. Hi, Allie. How are you? Hi. I'm fine, thank you. It's nice to be here. I'm so excited that you're on our show today. Um, I had met you quite a few years ago, but maybe about four years ago, and then met you again at National Speakers Association. So yep. it's really great. Uh, and it makes you think that once we meet someone, we might not connect again for a while, but we run into each other again and again and again. So it's great because I met someone else too, that I met her ah, in 2000, uh, 2014. Mm -hmm. And because of a LinkedIn uh, post that she had, I reconnected with her and she's on, that, she's on the podcast. So it's really wonderful that we keep in touch with these fabulous women because it's all about connecting and collaborating with each other to better our lives and better our careers and really inspire other women to, to do the same. So it's great to, uh, to reconnect with you, Allie. Great. I tell people every business is a relationship business. So that proves it right there. Right. So tell us a little bit about you and uh, how you got started in writing your books. Well, it's a long story, so I won't go into all of it, but I did not set out to be a writer. It really, um, again, to prove my point, it was a relationship with uh, someone I went to college with who suggested that I might want to try writing. Uh, I, was, I was a theater major. I, I actually went to school. I wanted to be a soap opera star. <laughs> Truth. Uh, that didn't work out. Uh, so it was the suggestion of a friend that I try writing fiction. It was never part of my life goal. I'm not one of those people who wanted to write a book since they could hold a crayon. And she dared me to try it. And I did. And I discovered this talent and all of the things that I loved about theater and storytelling where I had all the drive, but maybe not, I wasn't brilliantly talented at it. I discovered I really did have a talent for this kind of storytelling. And it launched a 20-year career. So it's one of those things where I tell people, if a smart person gives you a good dare, take it. <laughs> if a dumb person gives you a bad dare, don't. But if so, a smart person gives you a good dare, take it. And why did she do that? What was, what was going on that she did that? I don't know. I've never asked her that. I'm, I'm assuming that she saw something in me and my ability to tell a story or uh, Quite frankly, the honest reason may be that I was doing a little trash talking about romance novels <laughs> at the time, and she was an editor for a romance publishing house, and maybe she did it to shut me up. So I don't really know for sure. I'll have to go back and ask her. We're still good friends, by the way. Well, if she had the experience, and she probably knew you had that in you. I guess so. That's yeah. pretty neat. 
I've certainly yeah. benefited from her, uh, from her intuition. <laughs> I know when I'm talking to people and I hear their stories, I'm telling, oh, you know, that should be a keynote or that should be a, a TED talk or you should go into speaking or, you know, you should be a, a coach, a consultant. It's just sometimes you hear someone's story and their approach to life or their, um, you could see the path sometimes before the person can see their path. Yeah, sometimes people will see talents or possibilities in you. I, I, I really believe that, that they will see something in you that you maybe knew all along on some level, but you've never really been able to articulate it or, or they strike a chord with you. Uh, so I truly believe that. And some of the big, we'll actually talk about it a little more, some of the big leaps in my career have been from other people opening up possibilities for me that that were there, I just couldn't see them because I was, you know, I'm inside my head. Mm -hmm. It's good to let other people talk to you about what you'd like to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think sometimes we're just, we might want to do something, but we just say, no, 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 I'm not that talented or yeah. I, mm -hmm. I don't, I can't do that. And so we put ourselves down. Um, but I guess it's within our language or, our, or the way we do our, we live our life that people can see that. They see those little yeah the little track for you. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, that's just wonderful. Now you wrote 1.4 million, uh, you sold 1.4 million books. That's yeah, actually this month we hit the 1.5 million wow. mark, which is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So it represents about 50 titles over about 20 years. But yeah, there are 1.5 million Alley Pleiter books out there in the world. That's, that's a little mind boggling. <laughs> And you've been writing them for now for, is it 20 years? For about 20 years. I started, okay. I started actively writing in 96, sold my first book in 99, and um, never looked back since. Okay. Were you nervous writing that first book? I was too naive to know to be nervous. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I probably broke about two dozen writing um, rules. Uh, which is an interesting mark about storytelling and that a lot of people tie themselves up in knots if they want to be a writer about getting certain rules and certain um, regulations or tropes or things right. And I tell people that all of that stuff, that craft can be learned and an editor can do that. But the talent of storytelling is innate. It's that thing that you can't teach. And uh, you can only develop it. You can only bring it out in someone, but you kind of either have it or you don't. So that's the nugget that I think really got me launched was I had that talent and I just found a, and I thought I was going to use that talent on the stage. And it turns out that yeah. I use the talent on the page instead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you're, uh, you're still using it. So it's really, sometimes we're mm -hmm. thinking, well, we, we want to do it one way. And it's all, there's always alternatives if one way doesn't work. Yeah. And all my theater training comes completely into play um, for not only slight speaking, but it really does show up in my writing as well. So it's all good. Mm -hmm. Well, the character development and exactly. Yeah. Dialogue, line. Mm -hmm. witty lines, all that kind of stuff. All that plays into the, the fiction and the nonfiction, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've got um, the, the chunky method. How did you start that? The Chunky Method began, uh, first of all, because my original professional writing chops were earned in the fundraising world where you have to meet deadlines for you know, uh, applications and, and grants and things like that. So meeting a deadline writing was always part of my adult life. But when you work in 
popular fiction like I do, particularly in what's called category romance, which is what I write, or those, the, the little books you see, you think of you seeing in the grocery store, um, they're a volume business and you need to be able to produce consistently and rather um, prolifically. And so I took those deadline meeting skills that I had learned in the fundraising world and I applied them to fiction, never thinking, oh, some people might not think that works because it's art and how dare you schedule art? You know, you can't make that happen. It's a function <laughs> of inspiration. No, it's not. <laughs> so I took those skills and I created just a little system for myself to be able to meet my deadlines in a way that I knew where I was on track. I knew if I was ahead or behind and I didn't end up in this sort of caffeine crazed deadline rush at the end because I knew my own personal style that wouldn't work for me I, I could never pull all-nighters in college all that other stuff so I got very systematic about it and other people started asking me about it and my husband is an engineer so project management is a part of his daily life and so all of that seeped together into the chunky method and when I started explaining how I met my deadlines to other writers, they were sort of astounded and said, wait, you can do that? <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. And, and I began to teach it and discovered that I loved the idea of watching a writer. You know, writing a book is such a huge far off goal that if you don't find a way to make the goal for today immediate and you do, you do basically today's chunk, you figure out uh, long story short, the chunky method is that you figure out what your chunk is, how much creative or focused work you can do if you, in a sitting before you sort of run out of juice, before you run out of energy or focus. And once you do a couple of steps to take, to find out what that chunk is, then you can use that to build a schedule that actually isn't based on what someone else thinks you ought to do. It's based on what your muse, what your creative self does. And once you do that, it opens up a whole bunch of, um, of structures that, that, un, that don't undermine, they sort of undergird your creativity. And as you can tell, I get really excited about watching writers or really any creative person discover this and put it to use. And suddenly oh, it makes sense. There's a, I tell people my driving passion in all the speaking and I do about productivity and the chunky method is that aha moment where you think oh, I can get there from here. And mm -hmm. that moment, watching that light bulb go off the head of a worker or, or an, um, a poet or, or a writer is that's the juice that keeps me going. I get really excited about that. Yeah. And I understand that because when I'm working, when I'm coaching with people, I, and working on developing their story, finding their story. And a lot of times they want to tell a superficial story. But I like to go a little deeper because we need to be more vulnerable and mm. show our audience what is really, what we're really about and why we're trying to help them. What is that that we've struggled with? Because a lot of times what we struggle with is what we teach. Because yes. We've worked so hard at the struggle that we've learned certain ways to to get through that struggle and many people won't go there they think oh i'm doing it i don't want to be too personal but that transformation that struggle through the into the transformation is what people need to hear and, I agree. and, and so that's uh, is just finding that story and when they when they get that story i see their eyes just light up because it's 
that feeling is connected to their story, their face, their body language, uh, their, their gut, their emotions, it's all attached. So they just say, whoa, that's an aha moment. Yeah. And then we know that, ah, you've got that story. And that's what's going to affect people. It's that emotional connection that connects Absolutely. people to that. And the same with your books. Yeah. You're connecting Basically. the emotion of the characters, what they're feeling to the audience. Otherwise they wouldn't read your book if they weren't affected by it. Yeah. And their transformation. We have, we love characters who grow and transform in front of us. I mean, you can tell a story, but the difference between an ordinary, you know, ordinary everyday life and a story that you're going to keep the pages turning is you're watching that character grow and transform and tackle the thing that will change their life forever. So yeah, I'm always digging down through the story to think, what is it about what's happening to this character that's going to change them forever? Because that's what makes a reader care. Yes. Yeah. Or an audience member. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they, they, they align themselves with that character. They're rooting for that character. Exactly. You want them rooting for your character. Yeah. Well, Allie, what, um, you've got a new title also. Tell us a little bit about that title. You're for the president-elect. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I, unlike many writers, I am a raging extrovert. Uh, that is a rarity in the writer world, but I really do love speaking. And because of the chunky method and um, promotion for my fiction books, I've taken um, a much stronger speaking role in the past year and joined the National Speakers Association, which is a great public um, professional association for people who speak for a living. And the local Illinois chapter is really strong and it meets, um, meets relatively close to where I live, so it's perfect. I joined the board of directors last year and uh, later in the year they asked me if I would uh, accept the role of president-elect. Uh, and I took a minute to be stunned. And then I thought, <laughs> when someone offers you an opportunity like that, unless there's a really compelling reason to say no, you need to say yes. So I did. And so far I've really, I've loved it. The, I've gotten to meet some of the real key, super talented players in the speaking world as a result of some of the meetings and, and connections that I've made. And it's, I start my official term of office in July, but it's already been an incredible experience. Oh, congratulations. Thank you and very I much. I know you're going to be a great president. Uh, now, before um, we want to get a little bit uh, into something that you do that you can give uh, a learning lesson to our, our listeners, something, an actionable step that they can take. The one, of course, productivity really is a passion of mine. And so the one step that I always tell people, especially when I'm teaching, I'll say, if you remember nothing else from what I've said to you, is two parts. One is to use a list. Use a to-do list. Um, it's an old idea. And so sometimes people dismiss it, but there is a tremendous power in doing a list, in taking that sort of fog of what I have to do and getting it down on paper so that you can look at it. That's step one. But the second step that really makes that list as powerful as it can be is to order it. To sit down at the beginning of the day and say, I'm going to do this first and this second and this third, because you give your, particularly if you've got to do both practical tasks and maybe creative tasks, if you do that ordering, you tell your brain what you're expecting of it. And particularly for creative people who can be, shall we say, distractible 
and maybe a little bit volatile. Uh, if something happens to derail you, if you got derailed in the middle of task number four, you've already set before you got into the whole day that after four comes five. And if you've got that in your head, it's a little easier to get back on track or to start over. Um, so those are the things that I tell people, if you do nothing else, make a list and number it and then go through the numbers. Uh, and I've gotten to the point where I've trained myself so much that if I finish task four, it becomes almost like a physical itch that I can't <laughs> ignore five, it comes mm -hmm. next. So that's probably my number one super basic get started right today tip. Well, that's good. I know I don't, I'm not really good with, with lists. I've been trying to work at them. And the one time that I had to be really productive, um, what I was, um, I had the list and it, uh, what it was, I was doing a project and I was in charge of 30 people and we had a short time frame to get the project done. And it, I went into motion and made my list and actually helped the, the, um, other people, um, that I was leading accomplish their goals to get this done. And we actually beat out uh, 30, 30 other organizations with getting our project completed. Wow. And I think, whoa, <laughs> it's all because I planned it and made a list and actually helped everybody complete their list. And it was totally amazing. And I felt really good at it. So I figured, I know I can do this. And because I always stray off my lists. Yeah. So that's a really good tip to do that. And there's, there's paper ways to do it. There's a, there's a million task management apps that you can do it on the phone. Um, mine is, is, as you can imagine, rather large and complicated. So I pull mine through a, um, a, a t an app uh, that syncs across all my devices. But even a, an indexed card on a piece of paper, you know, it, they, neuroscience has proven that if you take that storm of things that you have to do and you take it out of your head and put it down on paper, uh, not only can you see it more clearly, but it also takes your stress level down. And we all know that makes everybody more productive. So I am a huge list champion. Well, we'll keep our, we'll have to do our, work on our lists. I know I will have to <laughs> keep doing it. Make a um, list. Yes. Now, Allie, um, let us know, let our listeners know how they can reach you. The easiest way to reach me is through my website, which is AlliePleiter.com. So that's A-L-L-I-E, P like Peter, L-E-I. T like Tom, ER.com. And that will connect you to my speaking and to my productivity coaching and to all the fiction books that I write. So there's a ton of fun stuff on there for you to explore. Oh, great. Great. And now uh, you said you had a gift for the listeners too. I do. Um, we can send a link. There is a resource library on the Alley Plater website that has infographics about some of my productivity work and on some other fun things, but there's a lot of little tidbits to download. You can choose through for that chunk, that, that chunky writing plan that you heard me allude to. There's a calculator that will help you do the math because lots of creative people don't like math. Uh, so there's a lot of fun in that and you can, uh, we'll, I'll make sure you get the link or the other easy way to do it is to take a cell phone and you text the word chunky, C-H-U-N-K-Y to the number 22828. So there's okay. a couple of ways to do it, but we'll make sure you get them all. All right, terrific. I'll put that in the show notes too, so that Great. people can can um, get the link and then the text if they want to do it that way, because some people do that. 
I'd love that. Thank you. Well, thank you, Allie. Thank you for coming on the show. And we are going to go, you're, you're going to come back for another episode. And we're going to go a little, dive a little bit deeper into some of your work on productivity and your chunky. Can't wait. All right. Thank you, Allie. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the launch series. It was truly amazing meeting all these women and the wisdom points that they gave us. Please check out the show notes, contact them, get your free gifts, and see how you can work with them. We will be back with more amazing women that will give us more information to help you build your business, to help you build your speaking career, help you get out of your comfort zone and live the life you want. For me, this is me being vulnerable, stepping outside my comfort zone, and being okay with being perfectly imperfect. See you next time.